If you are a brave heart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Brave Hearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the brave hearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. And welcome, Brave Hearts. You're listening to Brave Hearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Connect with us at braveheartsforkids.org. And uh, you can also check out braveheartsradio.org, where you can find out all of our past episodes. And uh, you can also donate now if you like the work that we're doing and would like to help us continue to do this. Today, we're going to talk about um, the sound of the genuine. And uh, why? Well, because it's the only true guide you will ever have. And what that means for you is, uh, you know, if you cannot hear it, you will all of your life spend your days on the ends of strings that someone else pulls. My guest today is Weta Duncan. Uh, she was with us two weeks ago. At, she is the founder of Duncan Tree Foundation, DuncanTreeFoundation.org, another place that uh, you might want to give a look and, and see how you can help. Uh, when Weta when was with, uh, with us uh, two weeks ago, uh, I, I wound up the show with a quote that I, that I truly love from, from Howard Thurman. And uh, Howard Thurman said, um, don't ask what the world needs. Instead, ask what makes me come alive. Then go do that. And I've always said, I, I really believe that when you do that, you will find that's what the world wanted from you after all. So we left the show on that note a week ago or two weeks ago. And I, I was actually looking for another quote and I couldn't find it. And I, I looked all over my desk, looked all over my, my show notes, and I, I finally found it. And what, what it was, I liked it so well, I wrote it on the back cover of the book that I'm, that I'm, uh, that I'm doing. You know, it's my, my, my book that's not out yet. It's called Permission to Have a Great Life. And it's about the idea of the authentic voice, listening to that, that quiet voice that speaks to us in in terms of understanding and i always call that the authentic voice and and the 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 quote from from howard thurman i alluded to that in the intro today is there is something in every one of you that waits and listens for the sound of the genuine in yourself it is the only true guide you will ever have and if you cannot hear it you will all of your life Spend your days at the ends of strings that someone else pulls. And uh, with that, uh, welcome back, uh, Weta, uh, to today's episode, The Sound of the Genuine, and you are it. Well, thank you for inviting me back, Brian. It's really, really great to be with you today. You know, we have such a synergy um, when, when we have a conversation. I thought I, I, I didn't have much in mind to talk about except what we talk about. And, and that, uh, that can go on for a couple of hours at a time, right? So um, uh, I, I know time is, is, um, is of the essence. And what I, what I hear you know, in feedback about the show is, Brian, you got to shut up and let your guests talk more. So <laughs> um, what's new with you? Wow. You know, that's a very big question. Every time someone asked me that question, I said, are you sure you're ready for the answer? Because there's always something. <laughs> me. So which, which, which part do you want to know about, Brian? Let me think. Let me think. Um, you know, actually, right before the show, you and I were talking about um, yeah. a friend of mine who, who made a really big splash in history 40 years ago, and she and I were talking earlier. Her name is Jennifer Holliday. Mm-hmm. She was the original dream girl on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And we had the best discussion today about why it's so important to protect the mind. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about, you know, and, you know, there's a, so many different passages in the Bible about the mind. But there's one that talks about, you know, that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And I think during these times, especially, you know, the the last almost year of dealing with this pandemic, Mm 
mm-hmm. how many people have lost their cotton pick in mind, mm-hmm. have gone into depression, have gone into, you know, seclusion or, or don't feel comfortable being around people, you know, especially yeah. in closed, closed environments and um, why mental health is, is extremely important to preserve, especially now. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a good conversation, and um, yeah, it's really yeah, yeah. And you know, when I when when I say what's new, I know I know one thing that's new is I, I don't know if 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 thirteen year anniversaries are are something that's new, but you have a thirteen year anniversary with the Duncan Tree Foundation, right? That's right. That's right. So last Thursday, on the twentieth of January, we celebrated our thirteenth year, and. It's it's really amazing because it doesn't feel like it. You know when you know when you're doing something that you love, time mm-hmm. goes by very very quickly. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm just in a a, a really a, a space of gratitude, and and being focused. And when you talk about the you know the, the voice and the, that inner voice and 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 being truthful to that voice, I remember that I think I shared this with you the last time the spirit of God said, I'm going to use you to help heal my people. Mm -hmm. And I could have said, Oh, sure. And then I could have just gone about my day or just forgotten about it. But I I took it very seriously, even though I was in a really broken place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we, we all go through our various storms, the, 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 the thing is, how do you prepare yourself to come out of the storm? Yeah. Right. So as I, responded to the voice and as I realized that the voice was really there to 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 guide me and to to shape me I realized you know what taking responsibility for my actions is something that I need to do mm-hmm. and I and I need to be very serious about that and um being focused on okay how is it how is it that I'm going to manifest this this instruction yeah. Those instructions, as you know, the, we all receive messages somehow, um, and some people call it, you know, the infinite universe or the, you know, the, the infinite spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I call it the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and to just be able to respond to it. So even, even to, so if I can just impart a message, mm-hmm. when for those of those of us who are going through our own personal storms, what what can you do to quiet your mind? long enough so that you you can be open to receiving mm-hmm. yeah and then be being still being still so that you can actually receive what's coming to you so that you can respond appropriately something that um that comes to mind for me is breathing taking a deep breath and uh i think breath and spirit uh, are are similar in their origin as words, if I remember right. That's maybe from the Greek that spirit is 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 the same as breath. Is that does that sound right? That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, in my in my daily meditation practice, um, that's, that's something that I you know I focused on. You know, it's interesting how you and I met on the relational summit. And um, we the had valley. The, yeah. the valley, the valley, that's right, valley the valley of, yeah. <laughs> valley we, of relation. <laughs> the valley of relational spaces, that, you know, it, it started out as a summit and then uh, the uh, Socratic wing won and uh, they said, uh, you know, we, we, uh, uh, we, we, we want to we be more humble than, uh, than a summit, I think is, is kind of the, uh, the presentation, but what a yeah. wonderful place that was, yeah. Oh my goodness! And I, the thing that I loved about it was they they had so many different opportunities for people to connect in small groups, mm-hmm. and that's how you and I met. Mm-hmm. And to be able to just relate to each other and to you know to meet a perfect stranger and to be vulnerable, um, or allow yourself to be vulnerable in that space and trusting that that person is going to reciprocate, so that you can relate to each other. Yeah. And wouldn't it be nice if our whole planet and especially our country was like that? Yeah. Well, I know we've talked about this a little bit, uh, maybe on the air, maybe off. Um, I think I, I uh, talked about it a little bit with Daniel Gutierrez last week, um, but the idea of the, the cooking show. And I, a long time ago, well, 
I've always loved to cook. And my favorite cookbook is one that I got in Christmas 1979 from my mom. And it's got a little inscription handwritten says, to a budding gourmet, Christmas 1979, love mom. And uh, it's got all kinds of um, recipes with pictures and around the, you know, from around the world, mainly around the Mediterranean. But it occurred to me as, as, um, as divisive as things can be in our world, uh, we like to eat each other's food. And I think that might be a really, a really cool way to bring people together. And uh, I totally agree with that. What if it were possible for us to actually get together and uh, and share those meals? That uh, man, this could this could really be uh, this could this could be fun. And it, it doesn't ha- we don't have to have eight billion people involved with it to begin with. We can start out with two and then four and then eight, you know, that uh, the, the old grain of rice story, you know, uh, where the multiplication takes, takes place. And pretty soon, yes, indeed, everyone is involved. You know something, Brian, there, there's so much truth to that. And imagine, let's just, let's imagine a world, right? Where if we were living in a universe where people remained in their original um, states or countries, you know, mm-hmm. um, we, where would we go for Chinese food? You know, mm-hmm. where would we go for Mexican food and Italian food and Greek food? You know, so I've had so many interesting and empowering and important conversations at a table mm-hmm. where I'm sharing a meal with someone and getting to know that person beyond the surface of, of, of whatever it is that they feel comfortable sharing initially. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that, that's where you go to relax. You, get, you go to let your hair down. You go to feel, you know, to feel like yourself. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I support that idea. So how can we get it started? Yep. When we break bread together, um, that, that, uh, that brings people together. And I, I reckon perhaps every society has their own form of bread. We were talking about that uh, just the other day that, you know, I think maybe every society has their own form of noodles. And uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna take a sponsor break. I'm not sure if uh, there's any food companies sponsoring Bravehearts Radio right now, but man, they probably should be pretty soon. Uh, and uh, uh, we'll be back on the other side of 60 seconds with Weeda Duncan on Bravehearts Radio. Stick with us. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. 
You can connect with us at BraveHeartsForKids.org, BraveHeartsRadio.org. You know, we're doing our mission building coaching and retreats on Zoom video. And uh, if you'd like a free consultation, please email me at missionspecialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. And, you know, I just found a... um, an MP3 recording of uh, James Allen's As a Man Thinketh, 1909, I believe it was, one of the the first of the uh, Thoughts Become Things type of uh, manifestation books from 1909. But uh, at the time, it was, uh, I don't know, 70 pages. It took me 63 minutes to read it out loud. And if you send me an email at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org, I'll send you a an MP3 of uh, James Allen's As a Man Thinketh. Well, that was just right off the cuff today. So um, uh, today we're talking about the sound of the genuine with Weeda Duncan. She's from uh, Duncan Tree Foundation. Well, she founded Duncan Tree Foundation, duncantreefoundation.org, doing some terrific work uh, for uh, for kids in uh, in underserved areas. That's uh, um been going on for 13 years now and um uh she is also you can also connect with her at wrvrc.com where uh we do you do some coaching there too right i do so i'm i'm a certified coach i'm also certified Mm -hmm. as an energy leadership coach and if you want to know a little bit more about that i can i'm happy to share that with you if you want yeah, we, you know, we can, yeah, I, I, I don't know if we run out of topics, you know, before we went into the break or maybe during the break, we were, we were talking about food and uh, the cooking show and bringing people together. And um, uh, I'm going to share a little bit of a story that I think illustrates how we, how food brings us together. And I hope this makes sense to, to you and the listeners. Um, uh, about uh, 11 years ago now, I, I started uh, coming to Chicago um, and, uh, I met Sherry online and uh, she had moved here from New York City and uh, I wasn't getting her to move to North Dakota. So I started coming here to uh, Chicagoland and there was a guy that I went to college with, two guys I went to college with. Um, and uh, Mickey uh, was was a guy that um, I looked up be, and, and in, in particular because my dad had just passed away and he had Parkinson's and I would, I would talk with him uh, about, um, you know, people and ideas and things. And I remember when I, 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 uh, I mentioned Mickey and there was just the tiniest smile that crept across dad's face. Um, and uh, he was not particularly responsible in the last couple of weeks of his life, but he, he, he obviously remembered Mickey. So I looked up Mickey and came to Chicago and we looked up, uh, we went to, um, uh, a neighborhood on the south side of Chicago, uh, and we went looking for our friend Charles. And we'd all played ball together, um, basketball. Mick, Nick, Mickey and Charles were, um, were were top players. I was um, more of a wannabe, uh, but I kind of loved hanging around with these guys. And when we got when we found Chicago, we went out, or when we found uh, Charles, uh, we went out to eat, and we went to a place that. Um, uh, was uh, referred to as a soul food restaurant. And I, you know, I, I, uh, I we went through the buffet and I'm, I'm thinking, that's interesting. I hadn't been to a soul food restaurant before. Uh, it was one of my first trips ever to Chicago. And, um, I was thinking, man, this is my mom's been making this stuff my whole life. So it's like I've, I grew up eating soul food, you know. Um, so it's it's like we this is what brings us together. Food brings people together. It's like we have this commonality. When we talk about breaking bread, every society I think has some form of bread. Every society has some form of noodles, you know. Um, so um, there there I go, starting off uh, rambling and. Uh, <laughs> Your so, your turn. <laughs> if you were to come with me to Jamaica, and I don't know if you've ever been, have you? I have not. Okay. So after the pandemic, let's go to Jamaica, and I'm going to introduce you to hard dough bread, mm-hmm. which, it, which we're famous for. <clears throat> it's basic, well, it usually comes in one uncut loaf, mm-hmm. and it it has a little bit of a sweet, flavor to it, but I'll introduce you to um, Jamaican beef patties and chicken patties and jerk patties and jerk chicken. And, you know, 
everyone that I've either taken with me to Jamaica mm-hmm. or that has been to Jamaica on their own on a cruise or, or they've traveled extensively throughout the country, they all tell me what an amazing time they had. Mm-hmm. And it's usually around the food. And, you know, Jamaicans are known to be very warm, very friendly people. So hospitality is something that we do in our sleep. Hmm. That, you know, if you come to our home, we're going to automatically offer you something to drink. Are you thirsty? Would you like something to eat? You know, um, that's at bare minimum. So I think, you know, going back to the subject of food in general, wouldn't it be nice if there was a global food summit? Hmm where people could, you know, whether it's potluck or, or learn how to make someone else's dish and come together to have a conversation about whatever. Yeah. You know, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Let's make it happen. Let's, let's, let's make it happen. Let's, let's make it happen. I, I, I think, uh, you know, a, a cookbook would be fun. A video. What about a video cookbook for that, you know? That's a, that's a possibility. Today, you know, today we're going to make uh, my my grandmother's noodles. You know, mom used to make these noodles. They were flour and water, and she's you know made a dough and put some sour cream on it, and then folded it up and cut them like raviolis and mm-hmm. fried them in Crisco and water till they were crispy, and they were crisp and brown on one side and soft and doughy on the other side, and a little sour cream in the middle. We thought that was the best thing in the world, and yeah. she said, "Yeah, we used to have this because." Um, her eight brothers and her dad and her mom and her sister and her, uh, she said that was all the food we had in the house. And, uh, and I'm thinking, and all those, all, you know, all of her family is always smiling all the time. They always, (laughs) Uh, to be said about being in a space of gratitude, even when you don't have enough. Well, gratitude is, um, I say gratitude is the beginning of all good things, you know. Um, And I I remember, you know, reading the story of Viktor Frankl and the man's search for meaning where he said uh, suffering is like, uh, uh, suffering fills the human spirit and conscious mind. Um, And it it builds character. Well, he he was referring to the idea that if if you have suffering, whether it's large or small, he said it's, it's like the behavior of a gas in a in a in a chamber. If you pump a certain amount of gas into a a a, a, a chamber of any size, it will completely and evenly fill the chamber. He said suffering is like that in the human mind, and 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 soul, and it uh, it will completely and evenly fill the mind and soul, whether it's a large suffering or a small suffering. And I thought you know what, I bet it works the same way for gratitude too. So whether you're grateful for the most amazing things in the world or, you know, just grateful that um, my coffee was warm, you know, whatever, whatever uh, it is, it can completely and evenly fill your, your conscious mind and soul, right? I totally agree. You know, I know that Oprah has done this and other people have done it, um, when they encourage people to start a gratitude journal. And Mm -hmm. why is that important? Because when you focus on what you have and you're grateful for what you have and you focus on, you know, the blessings that you're getting from from God, Mm -hmm. then you're making room for more blessings. Mm -hmm. And you're not complaining about, well, I don't have this and I don't have that and why can't I do this and why can't I do that? Um, you know, you, I think we talked about this quote the last time. If you think you can, you're right. Mm-hmm. And if you think you can't, you're also right. Yes. So, so you get to pick, you get to choose. What, which, what life do you want to have? Do you want to have a life that's focused on suffering? Or do you want to have a life that's focused on gratitude? It's really, yeah. really up to you. Yeah, if you think you can, you're right. But if you think you can't, you're still right. Yeah, I think that's Henry Ford. And uh, my dad had a bunch of stuff on his wall. I mean, he had he had quotes all over the place. Maybe that's where I get my my all my quotes. Uh, but they, yeah, there's um, oh my gosh, so many so many good quotes. I, you know, we're, we're going to have some uh, between you and me. We're going to have quotes. that are going to say, you know what? I remember that time I heard Weeda Duncan say, and then uh, we'll you know 
we'll, we'll, we'll fill in, we'll fill in the blank with that, you know? So, um, we, we had, uh, we're, we, you know, we got uh, about three minutes yet before our next break and I, I don't want to, you know, com- try to completely cover the topic, but we had uh, also talked about the uh, uh, today being February 1st, it's the first day of black history month. And uh, what uh, did, did you have um, uh, something that you wanted to share about that? Well, to whoever's listening, um, as we think about the contributions of of people to the to the society and to the world, just to to think about in spite of. 400 plus years of, of being enslaved in spite of, you know, Jim Crow and segregation and, and poll taxes and all of that, in spite of all of those things, that, that people of the African diaspora are resilient people. Mm-hmm. And if you think about all the things that you like, whether it's in the music industry, whether it's in, the, you know, any part of the entertainment industry, you know, food, um, fashion trends, and things like that. Just, just to be be in that space of, you know, what? That's pretty cool. I'm so glad that, in spite of all of these things, that the the people who came here as enslaved people mm-hmm. went through, they were still able to overcome and thrive. Mm-hmm. Some just something to think about. Yeah. You know, you use the term diaspora. Um, t- typically, I think we, we think of that as the, the, the Hebrew diaspora is, uh, is the, um, the, the, the scattering. Um, but the, uh, um, the scattering of the, of the people of, of Africa uh, across, well, across the Americas, probably across the world. Um, and um, do, do you uh, trace your roots back uh, to uh, uh, beyond Jamaica? So according to my DNA, um, uh, um, majority from Nigeria, but also Ghana, um, several West African nations, East Africa. Hmm. Um, so that's from the African side. And if you want, we can talk about the European and the Asian side, but, mm-hmm. but um, West Africa, uh, mostly Nigeria and Ghana. Okay, and those are, uh, I think, Nigeria and Ghana are, are um, uh, contiguous, are they not? Yeah. Yeah, so for those of, uh, I, you know, our, I know the Bravehearts uh, radio listeners are a sophisticated bunch, and I know you knew what diaspora means and probably would pass the geography test that most Americans would not, uh, where they think Africa is a country. Uh, it's a whole bunch of countries, right? <laughs> So we're going to come back on the other side of our, our, uh, our break. As, as I say, time flies when you're having fun. And uh, we're having fun today uh, with uh, Weta Duncan on uh, Bravehearts Radio talking about the sound of the genuine. Stick with us. We will be back on the other side of 60 Seconds. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, and uh, we're the leader in live internet talk radio. Thankful to be here with you on the Voice America Variety Channel. Uh, going into the third segment, I always say a little bit about National Day Calendar, the nationaldaycalendar.com, uh, one of the great supporters of the Brave Hearts for Kids pediatric cancer charity that makes Brave Hearts Radio possible. Um, February 1st is Baked Alaska Day. I'm talking about food. Freedom Day, Get Up Day, Serpent Day, and Texas Day. Every state has its day. Uh, it's also the first day of Black History Month. And um, during the break, we, we talked uh, a little bit about, uh, you know, t- saying a bit more about Black History Month. Um, I remember seeing an interview with Mike Wallace and Morgan Freeman sometime. I, I suppose it's that's got to be out you know, more than 12 years ago, um, uh, Mike Wallace, the elder, and uh, and Morgan Freeman. Mike, Mike Wallace asked, what do you think of Black History Month? And Morgan Freeman said, uh, I don't think much of it. Um, you want to relegate my history to a month? You know, Black history is American history. And and I thought, that that what an interesting approach to it. Um, what do you think, Weta? You know, that's what I was alluding to before we took the break is, mm-hmm. you know, the contributions that the people of the African diaspora have made, not only to the United States, but also to the world. And I remember PBS did, um, they did a series um, some time ago. Um, and it was basically about the presence of people from Africa in the United States before Columbus landed in the mm-hmm. Americas. And, how through legislation that people, black people who owned land lost their land um, slowly through legislation. So, so it was legislated, the, the ownership was legislated out of, they were legislated out of owning their properties um, and out of learning how to read and write and all of those things. So I think that, you know, without getting too political, I think that if, America can take a collective breath and think about its history and, you know, whoever is the, the new um, head of the, um, the, the, the uh, Department of Education to think about how do we re-educate people about American history and, and that is a balanced history, that is not just, you know, one side triumph, triumphing over the other, but tell, telling the whole story with the whole truth about what happened, why it happened, when it happened. And, you know, there, so, you know, on the first interview, we talked about what was happening at the Capitol on January. Mm-hmm. And I said to you, one of the first things I did was pray. Yeah. And I prayed for the people who felt the need to do that. And one of the reasons I prayed is because there's something that people feel that has been taken away from them. Mm-hmm. There's something that they feel that they're losing, that they won't regain, and that, that there's not enough in the country, whether it's, you know, employment or business opportunities or whatever, mm-hmm. that we can all come together and share and partner together and learn together and grow together. Yeah. So I would love for, you know, obviously one person speaking on a, on a radio show is not going to change the entire country, mm-hmm. but just to plant the seeds for people to really take a collective breath and kind of bring down the emotions and making each other wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is how wars 
they're 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 perpetrated and they, and they're they last forever is because both sides want to be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I find that you know no matter no matter if you're left leaning or right leaning, whichever source you're getting your information from, you're going to your blood pressure is going to go up mm-hmm. because it's all about making the other side wrong. Yeah. Right. So it's like. Can we can we stop? <laughs> can we can we all get off the earth yeah. for like five minutes? Because a house divided cannot stand. I think That's I said right. this to you last time. It cannot stand. So yeah. how, how do we get to a place where we're learning about history, what really happened? Because history belongs to the to the victors. It does, yeah. But why don't we figure out a way to, to kind of press the reset button, teach our kids the full the full story about what really happened and then and then heal as a country you know find a way to forgive ourselves and each other for what happened in the past Find, finding a way to forgive ourselves for being wrong and not being afraid to say i was wrong because uh, I, i remember learning this some time ago i am sorry is not nearly so effective as I was wrong. Um, Because, you know, the the, the I am sorry can be followed by, yeah, but you're still an idiot. You know, that, (laughs) (laughs) but I was wrong. That's, that's an admit, you know, that, that's, 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 that's owning it. Um, And, uh, you know, I I don't know if I told you the story of the cone. I'll tell it real quick because it's one of my favorite stories. And you just nailed the concept of a a moment ago. There were, there were two uh, societies uh, one grew up uh, never having seen a cone except from the side and say so they thought a cone was a triangle. And the other, the other society had only seen a cone from the bottom. So they thought a cone looked like a circle uh, and they, they, they hated each other. They, they fought over this and they killed each other because neither could convince the other side that they were wrong. And I always wonder if they could have seen things from another dimension, you know, the, the third dimension, they, they might have realized they're not wrong, we're not right, we actually need each other to make this work. And I, I believe that in our world, when we have things, whether they're English, Spanish, black, white, Republican, Democrat, you know, this or that, whatever thing that it is that, that, that uh, one, one group of people says, you know, they're wrong, we're right. Um, if we could see things from another dimension, perhaps a spiritual dimension, Maybe we could see that they're not wrong. We're not right. We actually need each other to make this work. And I, um, I think yeah. we're on the right. I think we're on the right track. We're, we're, we're on the same page, hopefully in the same book mm-hmm. um, that we, we can, because if, if each person asks themselves the question, okay, what, what do I really want to get out of this? Mm-hmm. What is it? What is it that I really, truly want? Because no one is going back to Europe. No one's going back to Africa. No one's going mm-hmm. back to Asia. We're all living on the same land that we, that was taken from the people who were originally here. Mm-hmm. Right? So without getting into that, that controversy. But if we're all going to be living here and we're all going to be, you know, working together and worshiping together and so on. I think I think the key for me is for people to become more curious about the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, do you really want the truth? Are you ready for the truth? Okay, and accept the truth, and be curious about other people's truth. Because you know, you you know the story. You know, there's two, three sides to a story. There's your your version, which you basically you just said. There's my version, and then there's there's the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we can put our stories. It's the cone. Yeah, it's the cone exactly. Yeah, and of course, when you said uh, if if I want the truth, I might, right away I'm channeling Jack Nicholson. Exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you um, handle the truth. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. Yeah, you know, I I, I like to do voices. Um, I like to sing uh, sometimes, and um, you know, there's there's a song. One of my all time favorite songs is uh, by uh, Queen and David Bowie, and it's uh, it's called Pressure. Uh, 
And I do this at a, as a warm up sometimes because there's there's a um, there's there's a part uh, where, where uh, Bowie sings at the near the end of the song, um, and it's it's a it's a it's a great um, couple of lines, mm-hmm. but I, I found that if I if I take a few deep breaths before that starts, I can I can I can sing that that uh, that verse if it was in 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 a single breath and it needs to be done in a single breath because love's just an old-fashioned word and and, you know and and it it goes like that and um uh how did we how did i get off on david bowie and queen (laughs) (laughs) all i know is That's what I know about pressure. That's like, right. That's I, I right. Watched that movie. I watched the the, the Freddie Mercury movie at yeah. least eight times. Okay. It was so well done. Bohemian Rhapsody. It was so yep. so fun. Remy Malik. Uh, we yeah we you know we watched we went to that uh, back when you went to movies in the theater, and then we had um, we had uh, the you know, like Best of Queen on YouTube for you know for weeks. We would just be watching this, and I'm I'm sitting there trying to you know channel Brian May doing the guitar solo in this you know in in uh, uh, having such a good time. Uh, don't you know, stop me now. Yeah. You know something, and I love that song too. Maybe maybe what we could do is you know maybe we can end with we are the champions because i think that if and when america breaks out of this temporary psychosis we can we can continue to impact the rest of the world and and what made america so great was the fact that we had such diversity diverse thoughts diverse representation and so on um in order for us to continue to be great, we need to remember what does it really mean to be an American? What does it mean? Mm-hmm. What, do, what does it really mean? Um, re-educate our, 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 our children. People need to understand what it means. You know, what, is, what does the Constitution say? How are laws mm-hmm. made? You know, how does a bill become a law? All yeah. of those basic things. I would love to see, you know, and, and, and American history, going back to what Morgan Freeman said, to be black history, European history, Indian, Native Americans, tell the whole story, not just parts of the story. I think I think next next month is uh, Women's History Month, you know. So that all of these are part of American history and world history, for that matter. Um, we will we will be back on the other side of the break. I want to talk a bit about uh, empowerment when we do that. See what we've created and uh, see what kind of uh, commitments we have for the future. Uh, stick with us. We will be back on the other side of 60 Seconds. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. 
Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. Um, <clears throat> we've been talking with uh, Weta Duncan uh, about the sound of the genuine. If you want to connect with Weta, uh, DuncanTreeFoundation.org. Uh, or WRVRC.com. That's the foundation that uh, she founded 13 years ago and her coaching practice. Um, you know, one of, one of the things we, uh, I, I wanted to uh, wind the show up today uh, talking about empowerment. Uh, one of the, when we first uh, connected, Wita, I, I saw you as someone who is empowered and uh, uh, you know, not 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 with a not with a victim identity by any means. You uh, and you seek to empower others. And I think that's why we have such a wonderful connection. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I I don't know where this passion came from, but it's been with me as long as I can remember. Um, you know, whenever I see someone in a situation, I I can I can envision people's potential mm-hmm. and sometimes people can't see their own potential fully yet and um, whether you know my, my own children or other people's children or work co-workers and so on but I'm going to tell you a very quick story so mm-hmm. years ago I used to work for Lehman Brothers um, the investment bank mm-hmm. and I was I worked the night shift as the night supervisor and I was responsible for freelance designers. So we had anywhere from four to 12 people working at night and I was responsible for them. So there was a gentleman, um, I'll just say his first name, David, who had come over from Germany and he was a movie director back in Germany and he was basically starting over. Um, and I saw his potential. Mm-hmm. He had, his confidence was very low and so on. So I, put people around him to, to, to strengthen him, to, to reinforce him. I, whatever, you know, whenever he made a mistake, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't beat him up over it. I would try to find ways and solutions. So fast forward 20 years later, he finds me on Facebook and he, you know, he scheduled a call. We had a FaceTime call and he's now retired and living in California. He has three kids. His wife is a doctor and he said to me, I just wanted to thank you. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for all of the things you did for me. He said, why did you do it? He said, you know, I realized that you put people around me. I thought it was them that was doing it on their own, but I realized it was you who encouraged them to help me. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said, David, I I saw, I saw who you were and you didn't necessarily feel encouraged or, or empowered back then, but I, I saw your potential and I knew that if you had just enough help, just the right kind of help, that you would be able to stand on your own two feet and not only to, to survive, but to thrive. Yeah. And so, and that's what it is. And, um, and, I, and I tend to do it, you know, quietly b- b- behind the scenes, you know, but um, that's just how I've always been. So I'm glad that he saw it and that he, he recognized it eventually, you know. Yeah. That, and if he never called me, great. But um, it was nice to, for him to come back, you know, 20 years later and say, thank you so much for, for what you did. Well, I, I just have to tell you, as a, as, a, as a coach, you know, being able to see people's potential when they can't, what a, what a, what a, uh, uh, what a gift that is. Um, because, um, that, you know, that's... Um, uh, that's that's got to be a great aha moment when you get people to to to, uh, to understand. Oh yeah, yeah, I can do this. I can, I I was meant for this. How about that? Yes, and and we talked about how when when you're involved in any kind of philanthropy, how you get more out of it than the person. Mm-hmm. You know? So there's something about doing for others that jazzes me up. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, because then they could fly. And if I never see them again, that's okay too, yeah. you know, as long as they can fly. That's good to, good to hear. So um, 
because you're, you know, you're from Jamaica and I'm, I'm a, I'm a big track and field fan, you know, and, uh, uh, we, we talked a little bit about, uh, track and, and, uh, Jamaica is, uh, is well known now as being the, um, uh, the place where the, the, the fastest runners on the planet live, um, uh, men and women alike. Uh, but uh, so I have a I have a story. It's not about Jamaican track and field, um, but it's a story about um, uh, uh, an American, uh, Wilma. Uh, she was born in 1940, and uh, the 20th of 22 children in a very poor family in Tennessee. When she was five, she was diagnosed with polio. Mm-hmm. In 1945, that was uh, that was that was uh, that was a severe diagnosis. She wore a leg brace until she was 12, and she had a lot of help from her her mother and her family to to get better. Four years later, in 1956, in Melbourne, Australia, she won a bronze medal in the Olympics. And in 1960, in Rome, Wilma Rudolph was the first American woman to win three gold medals in an Olympics. And uh, uh, it, when you think of um, when you think of the, the obstacles that she faced for her to overcome that. Um, and, you know, I, I remember hearing the story about how she she. Um, Said that she um, uh, overcame that those those handicaps and became as as prominent as she was. She's about ninety percent mental. Wow! Exactly. Um, and as a bonus, uh, later she dated Muhammad Ali. Wow. But uh, um, yeah, Wilma Rudolph. Uh, it's my uh, little research project from today on Black History Month. So uh, wanted to um, leave you with that. Any final words? What have we created today, Wida? We've created a space um, for people to remember to be grateful. We created a space for people to think about how they can, through food and, and um, you know, curiosity, learn about each other and, and be curious, be, be curious enough to ask the question about the other, whatever that other is. And that mental toughness is crucial. It's really important for for someone not only to survive, but to thrive um, any situation. So, you know, just to keep focused on your mind, your mind will take you to higher heights or it will take you to the deeper depths. The choice is yours. All right. Thanks, Wida. Thanks for listening this week. Join us every week at uh, 3 o'clock Central Time for Bravehearts Radio. And remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Until next week, be well and stay well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Bravehearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time.